0: And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2017, Certified American Grown Flowers. The Certified American Grown Program and label provide a guarantee for designers and consumers on the source of their flowers. Take pride in your flowers and buy with confidence. Ask for Certified American Grown Flowers. To learn more, visit americangrownflowers.org. There are hundreds of small farms growing hundreds of thousands of stems of beautiful romantic peonies across the state of Alaska, and I suspect that each farmer is as unique and passionate as the next. As you may remember from last week's episode featuring Kelly Shore of Petals by the Shore, I spent last weekend in Homer, Alaska, one of three major hubs for peonies in the state. While there, I was delighted to reunite with today's guest, Michelle Lafreniere of Chili Root Peony Farm. She and her husband, Michael Poole, are early adopters who have been growing peonies as cut flowers since planting their first roots in 2009. They focus on wildly beautiful blooms produced naturally and sustainably with no chemicals. I met Michelle and Michael on my first trip to Alaska in 2012. Then I was lured to the 49th state because of its emerging peony agriculture. And I had to see what was happening with my own eyes. At the time, just five years ago, people didn't really use the words peonies and Alaska in the same sentence. But I think that's changing if the floral industry has anything to say about it. There are acres and acres of peony fields flourishing in June and July as far north as Fairbanks, which is latitude 64. Further south, peonies bloom in Homer until August and even into early September. The cool thing about this chilly state is that an intrepid group of farmers has made a cut flower industry possible there. With an entrepreneurial spirit, access to land, and a serious can-do approach to farming in Alaska, they seized the opportunity and created a market for their lovely crops at the exact same time when a huge percentage of weddings takes place in the lower forty-eight. It's a sweet spot that flower farmers dream of finding. After learning about Alaska's emerging peony scene in 2011, I set my sights on a first-person trip. And the following year, in late July of 2012, I spent one week logging more than 1,500 miles on Alaska's highways and byways and a few dirt roads to nowhere, visiting 15 peony farms, and meeting with dozens of wonderful people behind the blooms. I came home totally enthralled with the hardworking character of flower farmers everywhere, especially in Alaska, where no one expects you to grow anything except those oversized cabbages that win blue ribbons at the state fair. Here's why it's so exciting. Peonies are one of the top bridal flowers in the country, according to many industry sources. Yet in the lower 48 states, peonies peak in late May and early June. If you're a bride yearning to hold a bodacious bouquet of peonies on your special day in July, August, or September, you're simply out of luck. The next chance for peonies comes along around October, when the flowers bloom on farms in Australia and New Zealand. And those have to be shipped to you at outrageous expense. So when the folks in Alaska, inspired by the research of Professor Pat Holloway, now retired from the Department of High Altitude Agriculture at University of Alaska Fairbanks and also affiliated with the Georgetown Botanic Garden, discovered how easy it was to grow peonies and harvest them in July and August, well, a brand new seasonal flower crop emerged on the scene. The marketplace responded with a voracious appetite for pale pink, coral, cream, wine-colored, and hot pink, peonies. Brides and their floral designers began jumping for joy, and Alaska had its first agricultural export crop. Not fish, not oil, but peonies. This microflower story has taken place in less than a decade, gradually at first, as a few folks planted a few hundred peonies on an acre or two. Then, armed with Pat's research and information gleaned from her workshops on growing and harvesting, more joined the peony revolution. Like many perennials, peonies take at least three years to become productive. So it has only been in the last five or six years that significant quantities of blooms have been cut and shipped out of the state. If you're wondering what's so special about these flowers, I can only tell you that there is something special. There's some kind of magical fairy dust in the soil, in the air, in the sunlight, and the altitude of Alaska that add up to fields of robust, healthy, and vivid flowers. Some have stems like you've never seen before, 30 inches and longer. The foliage is healthy and true green. The petal colors are intense and vibrant when you want them to be, and subtly quiet when that's preferred. In other words, better than the catalog photos. These plants are extraordinarily responsive to the 20-plus hours of sunshine in the land of the midnight sun. And the sunlight seems to be that secret ingredient for the flower's success. michael are two of the state's veteran growers their farm chili root is a family-owned enterprise located on the kenai peninsula overlooking stunning kachamak bay established in 2009 on their rural home site chili root is a complement to the couple's 30 plus year ongoing commercial fishing business The farm is among the latest to produce peony blooms in the state, and that's a good thing. Chili Roots flowers thrive at an elevation of 1,495 feet, which delays their harvest date and extends the peony shipping season for florists and their clients wanting the flowers for late summer or early fall weddings. Michelle and Michael grow more than 30 different varieties of herbaceous peonies. And, as they say on their website, from root to bouquet, we tend our flowers with pure passion. We bring organic, sustainable and natural beauty to the market and hope to leave the earth better than we found it. Please enjoy my conversation with Michelle and check out the show notes to find photos, links and more resources including how you can follow Chili Root Peony Farm on all their social places. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing and I'm delighted today to introduce my friend Michelle Lafreniere. Hi Michelle.
1: Hi Deborah.
0: Thanks for letting me come over to your beautiful farm.
1: Well you're so welcome. We love having you.
0: Yeah this is like <laughs> my third visit in five years. Michelle and her husband Michael Poole are the owners of Chili Root Peony Farm in Homer, Alaska in one of the most beautiful spots in all of Homer. Um, you are growing some pretty gorgeous peonies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the name Chili Root must describe... It's pretty apt, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> like the place, right? How did you come up with the name?
1: Oh, well, um, that's always hard, isn't it? Anyone who's ever, you know, dreamed of starting a business of their own, that's the first thing you ponder over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Well, uh, Truly, there were so many. There were there was a handful of farmers that were you know um, getting into the peony thing, and everyone's farm was you know glacier peonies, Alaska something peonies, alpine something peonies, boreal something peonies. Mm. Everything had the Alaskan kitchen. I was like, well, I just am not going to go that route. Mm-hmm. Midnight Sun peonies. You know, right. Aurora. right every kind all, of every they, kind of shorthand for alaska was being yeah, used was yeah used and so um i just yeah i did i wanted to go a different route mm-hmm. and not follow that same mm-hmm. flow river flow mm-hmm. and um i guess where do you go from there i don't know somewhere Chile came up yeah <laughs> chili route and uh yeah, I mean that's, that's f- as much as I remember now. I
0: love it, and that's why peonies are so successful here, is because they don't mind having chili roots, right? <laughs> they like it <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, well, describe the farm. You're um, you're at like the is it true like the highest point in Homer? Where, in terms of farming, or that's
1: true. Elevation wise, that's true. We're at 1495. Wow. So just yeah, right there, and um, it's actually the way this ridge above Homer um the way it's configured we are at the apex of that Mm -hmm. um peak and Mm -hmm. um so we farm about I think it's about two acres spread out with lots of other stuff in between Mm -hmm. gardens it's because it's
0: your you live here yeah 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 um you did you grow something before you grew peonies other than just
1: family vegetables and that sort of thing peonies are the first commercial crop okay we yeah we commercial fished and direct marketed our fish off the boat to um chicago wow actually before that and before that we were commercial shrimp and crab fishermen and we direct marketed our shrimp off the boat a different boat huh then and uh yeah so peonies are my first agricultural
0: crop yeah yeah but uh, your acreage here at the farm is how it's more than two acres right 23 oh my goodness and when you and mike moved here was this the end of the road
1: it was there was a gravel road that actually shut down for most part of the year in the spring because break up the buses and couldn't drive it so you'd park and then you'd either have a four-wheeler or you'd you know or you used a big truck or something Uh to get through it um, a lot of times, the road itself would get so bad that we just used the ditches. They had less potholes,
0: just to get in and out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: back in the day.
0: Wow. So you, what, what, what drew you to this land? I mean, other than the spectacular view of the glaciers, it's just incredible.
1: That. Yeah. Well, um, we had always lived in Bush, Alaska. Mm-hmm. You know, and out off the road system and on the boat or whatever. Um, in wilderness so we knew uh we then we had two sons and we knew um there were certain provisos that came with being (laughs) married to a fisherman and um you know fishing family and he didn't his words were he didn't want to see another roof from his house so Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. course that means you have to go past the end of the road Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's gonna Mm -hmm. happen and um yeah and then so we looked for a few years, and you know we wanted to be in Homer. We had a lot of friends here, and we liked the schools and mm-hmm. stuff like that and, mm-hmm. um the harbors uh, and um we found this it was a forty acre homestead, wow, and we split it with a friend of ours, so we took twenty and he took wow. twenty wow and uh but it was off the end a lot of our other friends were asking us why we were out so far, but now you see. It's a mere twelve minute drive through beautiful Antar, right and it, it's not it's not rural no, you know, it's not out there anymore.
0: no, and in fact, the name of the street, Skyline, kind of describes what how f- close to the sky you feel, but people want to move up here now so yeah. it's more populated right yeah totally. well, it's perfect for growing peonies, but did you even know what the soil was like, or um you know, was that just great coincidence when you decided to start? farming that you
1: had i'm assuming you have good soil we have great soil um yeah i would say i mean we have a lot of alders and alders bind nitrogen in the soil so the soil was rich mm. um i didn't know how deep the loam went mm-hmm. which is it's deep it's five feet six oh feet my gosh deep because of the glaciers okay receding the um silt and loam blown off the glaciers landed here the olean winds deposited a lot of beautiful soil where we live
0: here this is like millennial yes millennium ago or whatever yes. millennia
1: yeah I mean, multi millennia <laughs> at <add> a zero <laughs>
0: yeah um so describe you describe the farm as two acres and how long have you been farming when did you start the farm oh,
1: i think we planted our first field in 09
0: okay so you were one of the early adopters yeah and how did it ever even get on your radar, uh, the story of peonies? It's just sort of in the culture it here at Homer? It was a dark and stormy January.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you were cooped we were, up. <laughs> and we were, that's right. It was a little touch of cabin fever. And uh, seriously, this is a true story that it was January. And uh, I don't know, just, you know, had that restless, probably lack of vitamin D feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And I was uh, sitting around a wood stove talking to my friend Terry and she said have you heard about the research being done on growing peonies in alaska at the university up in fairbanks and i was like no so she said yeah you should check it out it's really interesting it's you know my, it's right up your alley cuz i grew a lot, everything anyway and um, so i did i started to read whatever i could find and i thought that was really fascinating so i read pat holloway's material you know mm-hmm. her and, research yeah yeah and i think yeah, then I started to get excited about it. It sounded new. Um, so you know, were
0: a gardener. You, grew, you have grew a beautiful gardening fenced in area. Yeah,
1: I grew up in a homestead,
0: mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Getting your fingernails dirty wasn't a problem. Yeah, right. When did you, so you said you started in 2009. Did, like, how many roots did you put in the ground?
1: 3,500.
0: That first year? Yeah. Okay, so you were just like, we're doing this sort of thing. Yeah, go mm. big or go home. Right. Wow. <laughs>
1: what? Uh, I'm just curious. What varieties did you select? Because at the time, oh, I was I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I I had asked a root supplier to guide me. Um, that was a bit naive on mm. my part mm-hmm. because you know they just sell you what they want to get rid of. Right. <laughs> Right, you know, they're not thinking. What's the best, most profitable, or the most? How you, can I help this person? Yeah, no, they're yeah. thinking. How can I sell the crap in my cooler? <laughs> I, you're probably right. I it know, happens. I know right? you can delete that if you
0: no, want to. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I think. I think that. Um, I guess what I've also have heard from other people I've talked with who, you know, just get in, you know, began growing peonies is like you also. Some people said they kind of want a little bit of everything, so they can. You know have a diverse mix I don't th- I, I don't know that everybody went into just one variety of, of I mean you didn't just have one variety of 3,500 did you? No no yeah. um
1: you know I thought okay I could you know you need a white you need a pink you need a red you need a what you know and uh-huh. then I did as much research as I as there was to uh-huh. do there wasn't a lot out there right. really and um uh so you know there you've got four or five but then you know the more I researched The what's available out there, what's possible? It's like a drug. Wow! How many colors can you have? You know, and I, I just kept adding. I was like, well, I can instead of five hundred of those, I'll just do four hundred of each one, and then I can get another variety. And oh my, you know, and then oh my gosh, there's corals. (laughs) You know, (laughs)
0: hold me back. (laughs) Well, also your eye is so you're so familiar now in your like eighth season you can probably differentiate between like, if you put all your whites on the table and I could, I could tell that they were different, a few, but some of them to me, they all look, a lot of them look very similar, um, either in petal color or in form, but you can probably by now name all of them, right? Oh yeah. 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 So fast forward to today, how many peonies roughly do you have beyond from that original
1: 3,500? Um, Oh gosh, we've, We've added, subtracted, and added more, and sure. subtracted. So we're between seventy five hundred and eight thousand. Okay, because I remember when I
0: visited before, you had sometimes you'd have new sections that you were trying to establish. Yeah, yeah. and you're now you're, we're
1: adding on. Like this is the old section you probably remember, but uh-huh. we've added rows.
0: Yes, put, I can because those are out. slightly smaller plants. That's why I can. Oh, yes. newer ones. Yeah. yeah. So your method of of. Planting is uh, first of all your fields are pristine and incredibly beautiful and orderly and maybe that's just how your mind works but there's there's no haphazard row out there you've got this black material that you put down. Typar,
1: right? Okay, what's it called? typear
0: Okay, and it's used Some in all kinds of cut, yeah. all kinds of cut flower farming, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah.
0: So your your thai par is a certain width, or do you have to cut it that way when you get it off the roll? Well, they come in 12-foot rows. Oh. Yeah. Those aren't 12-foot wide, though. So we
1: did cut the type R for this field to fit um, the double rows that we put in. And I wanted grass between the double rows. um, And uh, so we did cut it. There's some newer fields that we did small, you know, small fields of 600 roots or so, Mm -hmm. like the corals up there. That twelve feet wide roll just was a beautiful width to do what I wanted without cutting it. Oh, so nice! I just did it.
0: And you have like way. four across then, or yeah, three across?
1: Yeah, I think two is two up, down, up, down, and then it fit perfectly. So I didn't. So I didn't uh, put grass between them. I rows. see. I see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the the type R, it, it does it he keeps the soil warm and.
1: We, it's, it's weed control. Okay. Absolutely. Wow. Weed control. Yeah. We raise beds and that warms the soil. Mm. Type park can kind of, uh, it, it actually keeps the soil a little cooler. Interesting. Because it's shades. Oh, I see. If it were wet, clear, the solar gain would be penetrating the soil. Interesting.
0: So when you say raised, you're mounding up uh-huh. the planting area, the soil. putting the typar down, cutting the holes, and
1: then planting the roots. That's correct. Wow. Wow. And, and s- then, yeah, we tuck the edges. We actually trench the edges of the tripar and then put soil on top of yeah. those trenched edges. Which is nice because that's... It's got to hold. Yeah, we get a lot of wind and the suction from the wind will pull, suck the type... Mm-hmm. Staples won't work. It'll suck the type right up into the air. So you
0: almost have to bury, plant the type uh, yes. on the edges. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, do you, uh, at this point, do you after you get everything planted then how does your year go like when do you plant in the is it in the fall, fall time okay yeah.
1: if we're gonna add plants we plant in the fall okay. so we we try to prep it really fishing uh commercial fishing dictates our lives yeah and tell me how you and michael
0: balance all of that
1: <laughs> i don't know that's <laughs> going right down a little word, little side balance. side chapter here but, <laughs> so
0: yeah, so you said you've always been a fishing family. You're still a fishing family, right? We're still right? a fishing okay. family, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're often here working on the farm, and he's often... On the boat. On a boat, and he's fishing halibut now,
1: or...? Well, right now we're doing salmon. Oh, I mean, salmon, just, okay. Yeah, we're still doing reds, chums, and pinks are starting mm. because it's August. Mm. And... um We'll go into Silvers at the end of August, wow. and then I join the boat. You do, yeah. Wow, and go back, and then we do halibut, and I'll go back and do halibut. I did it this spring, and we'll go back and do it again.
0: So you're talking about the seasons. You have to get all that fishing done before you can do your fall planting, or you have to try to wedge it in there mm, on a week here. We or there. just
1: wedge, mm-hmm. yeah. We we do a lot of wedging. <laughs> I like that word. That's exactly what it feels like. And uh, yeah, you come home from fishing, and you know sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes you're planting and it's snowing and it's miserable. Wow. And you're, and you swear that you will never do it again. Or you're promising your husband that you will never do it again. It's kind of how it goes. And yet you're kind of like back to this,
0: back to this drug thing. You're kind of like driven. You, if you have roots, you've got to get them in the ground, right? Yep. 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 Yeah.
1: There they are in boxes and you thought you had time because you made a plan back in the spring Mm. and when you ordered changed, them and now we had you know something came up or we had to stay in the boat longer or whatever happened and now you're back at home and it's later than you thought and you got to yeah it's a scramble to get them in before the ground freezes and chunks. I can't
0: believe you're planting in this when it's snowing out that's crazy yeah so you get the get the guys in the ground and then uh do you have a bit of a break over the winter? like when does it kind of rev up again in this in the spring? Are you taking orders before you you know or before you ever see
1: plants coming out of the ground We can for sure okay. you know people are planning ahead, especially the wholesaler mm-hmm. buy, you know buyers and stuff like that we'll be you can you know most of the time I think for me anyway, the majority of my orders start coming in in June almost it's like when the peonies are blooming. Or being shipped in in the lower forty-eight, and weddings start happening. People start going, "Ooh, I better get my peonies," you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and they want to
0: order from you ahead of time just to ensure that you can fulfill that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you have enough now that you could fulfill someone wanting what a certain couple hundred of a certain variety, or thousands. Wow, we can do thousands. Wow.
1: Yeah,
0: that's great, especially. I suppose certain in certain colors like yeah. white or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, big producers like white exactly, white and pink.
0: <sighs> I rem, I'm this is totally a side comment, but <laughs> what was that story that you told me about the castle in
1: Europe and that that somebody? Oh, in France. In France, yeah. yeah. And that didn't they order? Yeah, t- hundreds of peonies for this chateau. And it was a fairy tale wedding for, yeah, it was, it was pretty stunning. Like all of the characters in that, that particular wedding, I think that was one where they all dressed like Beauty and the Beast.
0: Oh my goodness. And, and they wanted your peonies.
1: Yeah. There was, yeah, no other peonies because it was so late in the year. It was oh an August goodness. wedding. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was quite the deal. Yeah. They, yeah. We ended up shipping the peonies to New Jersey and then the owners of the castle came to New Jersey and picked them up, put them through customs and brought them into France.
0: Oh my goodness. So you really have to instruct people.
1: I didn't know how to do it. Somebody had to instruct me. I had never shipped over internationally before. Wow. So wow. that was pretty That
0: was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. What what is your typical customer makeup now? Like when you're you know, you're starting to get these orders in June, you have you, you sell, do you sell
1: direct to brides?
0: Yeah, it's okay. like a,
1: a third direct to market retail and a third to florists and floral designers and then a third to wholesale.
0: Okay, okay. And so you've just had to develop these relationships yeah. over time of people finding you and calling you and getting to know what they yeah.
1: are looking for, mm-hmm. what their particular interest is, yeah. Sometimes we can do that and sometimes they got to take what we got
0: <laughs> mm, that's that that boundary thing right <laughs> so do you tr- prefer to sell a one box with all the same variety or do you do? would you mix and match or is that <gasps> is that a rational co- question like a wholesaler might be getting the uh, larger volumes but like a florist maybe doesn't want
1: it's fun hundred pardon it's funner okay as a creative person mm-hmm. or art background person Um, it's funner to put boxes together of, you know, coordinating colors and, you know, kind of like grower's choice. Yeah. 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 And that's what, you know, yeah, that's where I have fun. Like, you know, there's a wedding that just went out and she showed me the design concept and I was like, Oh, I know just what I'm going to cut for this. And then I throw in, you know, five or 10 of these little rosebud, tulip looking little peonies and that are, you know, and because they are these flower crowns and I could just see them being used there. And I love those relationships. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. funnest part. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's time consuming. I got to have the other volume. As so. I say, those are probably not as profitable no. as selling to the wholesaler. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: And are you pretty much covering the country or do you have uh, like customers in every state or? Yeah,
1: pretty much customers in every state in Canada.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that. Like Canada is... Um, their peony season is sort of like the lower 48. Then they're 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 hungry for peonies now yeah. because their growers are done.
1: Yeah, hmm. yeah,
0: hmm. yeah. Um, when people come to your website, are they able to look at every variety uh, and, and order off of photos, or how do they? How do they do that? Well,
1: th- yeah, my website. I like it. I actually like it a lot, but it really needs some attention. I wasn't trying to critique no, it at all. No, you can see that it's been on my mind. Mm. Because as soon as you said my website, I went, oh, yeah, yeah the website. It's a little bit um, out of date. It doesn't have all my varieties on it mm. like I would love it. So I'm going to change that
0: up. But your Instagram feed is pretty darn amazing.
1: Thank you. So do you think that like people don't even need the
0: website if they can go look on the Instagram feed? Or... Um, you're you need hearing, both, yeah, I think you need okay. both, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you need both. It, it really seems to me um, there's people real comfortable with Instagram. They might be maybe the younger yeah. generation, and then there's people that are just want to go to the website, they just want to read the page, they want to fill out the contact us form, you know, yeah. so you yeah, it's kind of both.
0: I think you kind of do need both because you're showing all the kind of day-to-day uh, life of this farm and what excites you on the Instagram. but if you're going to have like a catalog of existing varieties that in your inventory, almost like that, that wouldn't work on Instagram.
1: Yeah. 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 One is uh, business, Mm -hmm. more business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one is more art.
0: So roughly how many varieties are Mm -hmm. you offering this year? I mean, does it change because just nature and yeah, some
1: come into cut too. some are young and they mature and, and then we can offer them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they might not be offered last year but they are this year mm-hmm. because now we have more of them mm-hmm. you know there's we definitely are coming into that so how many I'll, I think there's 30 between thir- yeah let's go 30-ish uh-huh. varieties uh-huh. out there now are
0: there new hot peonies that people are discovering still or
1: yellows oh wow yellows and herbaceous
0: yellows not yes, tree peonies
1: that's correct wow yep and those are being developed now where they are more abundant Abundant, you can find them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be testing lemon chiffon here this fall. See, I told my husband I wouldn't put any more in. But he doesn't know about the yellows. Oh, well,
0: he's going to hear it on this. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: well, is it, is it just
0: that they're... they're they're not being propagated as much,
1: so they're harder to get quantities of, right. of the plant? Yeah, and they were so expensive. Mm-hmm. They used to be you know, $200 a root. Wow. So you might have wished, you, you know... what well, would you have to charge per stem then just to you, earn it back? I would just be terrified of it dying before it ever made a stem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you're kind of at the point now where there's enough... You can kind of justify planting a small yeah, patch of it. A patch
1: of them, yeah, and then you grow them out. Maybe you'll divide them. Maybe not. Maybe you know, in the time you grow them out, the price of those roots could come down because growers in Holland are mass producing them, and And so there are new varieties. There is definitely new stuff coming around. Yeah, Pastel Elegance. Oh my! What what color is that? It's um, it's like a blushy peachy Mm. gold. It's like Mm. an Austin Rose Mm. Evelyn color. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And it's called what? Well, I think I'm butchering it because I heard somebody else say it. But to me, when you look at how it's written, it's pastel elegance. Hmm. But someone else pronounced it much different. Eliagans or something, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, you said it here, and so now everyone's going to be looking up pastel elegance.
1: Um, well, I like it better anyway.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned having kind of an, an, an artistic point of view. Is your background fine art, or have you just always kind of
1: been a more creative I, I did, person? I did. Yeah, I did dabble. I was a painter mm. back in the day, and a potter. And I had a company that produced pottery and tile that I designed. I did do I that. I
0: forgot about that. You <laughs> are be, before. I'll just tell the listeners before I turn the recorder on. I said something to Michelle like, "Well, you are, seem to be a serial entrepreneur," <laughs> and she chuckled because I didn't. You know, it sounds like yeah, you you know how to market stuff, and you, you before that you know how to make stuff. So. The tile business, was that here in Homer?
1: Yeah, you, you can see my little studio, see the tile in it. Right oh, there,
0: yes. So, oh yeah. my goodness. Oh my goodness. So that,
1: I don't get in there much anymore.
0: But, but it, that's right, because you have a kiln, right?
1: Yeah, I have a couple, actually. And yeah, yeah I made tiles and pottery, and it was, that was really fun. And I did that for about 12 years yeah, Okay. In between
0: fishing. So now your creative juices are more lending themselves to floral design. Yes, and I'm having so much fun. That's awesome. I, so yeah. how do you, I mean, people come to you for floral design uh, because they want your peonies, but they obviously are getting more than peonies because you're, you're doing weddings and yeah.
1: events. And how are you juggling all that? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, I try to, I think everyone who looks like they're juggling a lot kind of follows the same route where you compartmentalize Mm -hmm. the, you know, the things you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, it's like, um, you can't think of the whole year. You got to think of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in your case. Yeah. 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 And then you just do those chunk,
0: chunk it out or bite size. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the next one, other words, you would just be so scattered
0: yeah I think you're right, and I think also you're putting out you're addressing you're addressing or attending to the most urgent de- farm on the demand on the farm mm-hmm. uh but sometimes that happens at the same time that a wedding is co- coming to, to take place here, so that's rarely when the juggling has yeah. to take place yeah right? yeah uh because you've ag- opened the farm up for a, a limited number of weddings mm-hmm. uh for for people wanting a From destination. Venue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And typically it sounds like typically you do provide the floral design service for that or but not, not exclusively. You don't you don't make that a condition of renting it's out It's
1: not a condition okay. so far. It's just been a, a natural Why course. wouldn't yeah.
0: yeah. Why wouldn't you want to have the farmer who grows these flowers design these flowers? <laughs> I mean it it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but that's sort of a menu of services then that you offer people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do floral design for events off the farm? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so how does that work? People uh-huh. just want to have something at a different, like, at a church or at a yeah, so a just like home. a florist. Like, uh-huh.
1: they'll contact me and say, you know, I heard you do floral designs, or my friend shot a wedding and they told me to talk to you, or you know, word of mm-hmm. mouth. I mm-hmm. don't do a lot of advertising, so I'm word of mouth. And then um, I'll just show them my little portfolio, and they'll say, okay you know, I want you to do my flowers, and then we talk some more, and mm-hmm. give, i give, you know, I, I kind of want them to, uh, if they want to give me direction, they do. Sometimes they say, no, I just want you to, you know, be creative, and you know, like this one wedding I did, the only thing they had, um, the bride and the groom were going to wear blue suede shoes. And That's I cute. met them, and I just could see the colors, and I wanted to do a cascade for her. Because they were a real adventurous couple, they mm-hmm. flew planes all over. and They met in Nome at the uh, Rendezvous sled dog race. And, oh my goodness! You know, and all yeah. this. Stuff. So I made this really fun, huge <laughs> bouquet that was cascading <laughs> for her, and, and uh, she appreciated was, that. She started crying. Yeah, <laughs> I was so. like, that was my goal to make <laughs> the bride cry. <laughs> so,
0: are you when you're doing things like that? Are you only? Um, using what you grow here or do you have to perhaps procure flowers elsewhere because you're just it's not like you you have some perennials and some annuals it, yeah and,
1: it depends on the time of year um mm-hmm. you know i have my gardens and my high tunnel and i'm adding plants all the time that i know i look at and i go that would make a good great background foliage or you know, yeah. there's or like I that verbena that we looked at um, and like yes, be perfect Africa, in a bridal. Bright af- yeah. Peaches and
0: cream verbena. Yeah.
1: Beautiful, huh? I love that. Yeah. That
0: would go gorgeous with the peonies in and, and a bridal okay. bouquet.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have a lot, but if it's a time of year, like early mm-hmm. before a lot of my stuff's on, I'll I'll pick up a few things, mm-hmm. you know, to add to
0: and and your aesthetic is probably inspired by whatever flowers you're working with. You kind of you don't seem to be a super uh I guess formal roundy moundy kind of designer I mean you're you're
1: more natural in your design style or I think that's a reflection of my life yeah you know yeah I have lived in amazing natural environments yep and uh yeah you look at
0: nature every day so that's what inspires you Yeah. yeah
1: yeah how can you get more feng shui than um you know, Prince William Sound or, mm-hmm. yeah, what we look at here, mm-hmm. Four Glaciers mm-hmm. out my window mm-hmm. and all the, look at the vegetation here, the fields of wild delphinium mm. and monkshood and the wild roses this year are amazing. They're, the flowers are loving this year. The you know with a lot of rain with sun interludes and the flowers are going quite crazy have mm-hmm. you noticed that yeah i, I have that.
0: well i was remarking on how big your roses were in the high tunnel but oh. um, just like along the highway and stuff i'm seeing the ru- these wild roses the pink written yeah yeah a yeah.
1: rugosa or they're that um yes they're a rugosa they're the uh like a prairie yeah the, like yeah, a prairie. single rose
0: yeah yeah no that's great um I like that expl- explanation is that your environment, the, na- the natural environment is really much more influential than like you pouring over Pinterest or, right. or wedding magazines. I mean, that's just not who you are. And yet people who want to get married here probably want a piece of that Alaska vibe in their ceremony. Oh, or-
1: yeah. Yeah. I think that people who seek, seek me out as a destination wedding and a, a designer um, they know that they're looking for, you know, a statement individual piece about the natural world and about Alaska. And mm-hmm. a, yeah, they mm-hmm. they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not coming for black tie, <laughs> you know, or what would it be? Something very oh, stayed. like
0: like a I don't know, like a so, red roses with baby's breath or something. Like, yeah, they just no. not your. That's not yeah. really in your vernacular. No. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, um, I think that there's such a fascination with. Alaska peonies, but I also sense that maybe in the lower 48 floral world, some florists are just discovering that this is a uh, a thing. Like, there's there's an availability. I mean, are you, do you feel like you're doing a lot of education and trying to bring people up to speed about working with, with you and working with chili root?
1: Or... Um, I get a lot of calls from people uh, who have just discovered that there's Alaskan peonies. And they're very excited, of course. But, um, yeah, they're calling and they're saying, tell me about this. Mm -hmm. Tell me about this industry. Tell me about what you're doing and how do I do this. Because a lot of florists don't order direct from farms. This direct market thing is really new. Mm -hmm. um, That I, from what I see, it's a pretty new thing for most florists. And, um, And that's fun. They're loving it. It's the know your... Food, know your farmer. It's yeah. a, it goes hand in hand with that, like the slow flower yeah. movement. Yeah, it slow food, slow flowers. It's know your fish, know your farmer, know your fisherman. Know your, you know, it's your whole life. Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. You're the face <laughs> of the fish and the flowers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's been really fun. People want to know, and they get excited yeah. about it. And when you send them, you know, their first batch of Peonies and they say, Oh my word, I, I get that all the time. I'm always getting little text messages or you know, on the feed or whatever. It's like, Oh my gosh, you know, they can't believe it. But it must just be really fun.
0: Yeah, it must, you must feel like you're really, uh, you know, a box of peonies showing up at someone's studio. It must just be like Christmas in you know, July, then for them to. And you're and you're Santa, you know. And that, <laughs> Isn't that neat? It's yeah. nice. And you you have you were talking about the relationships you have lifelong relationships with these sort of young uh farm workers and woofers. I bet you have those same kind of relationships with florists and yeah, customers. Like every year, yeah.
1: you know, we Hi, it's you I'm know, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going? How's the kids?
0: <laughs> do you get or do you ever get out to get to visit some of those? You probably can't because you're so busy here.
1: Yeah, um well, you know, once we put away the boat, and once we put away the tools, and the tractor gets put away, well, it actually never gets put away. Covered or whatever, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it it goes into a snowblower mode, <laughs> but, um, you know, we do take some time out, um, if we can. Yeah. You know, if we don't have a big project yeah. to do here on the farm, yeah. we'll... We'll go. You know, Do you go visit, visit? other yeah. growing
0: areas around the world. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah.
1: We've been to Ecuador to see the rose farms, and um, I was just in Atlanta visiting of people there that I know, and, mm-hmm. yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florists and uh, wholesalers. And, well,
0: I feel like uh, if people have just discovered Alaska peonies, w- welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the world of cool peonies in the summer, which I've never really in the last decade is sort of, it's all blown up, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Last and, 10 years. and do check out the photos that Michelle's going to share with me so I can put on the show notes, oh, okay. um, at our blog at deboraprinzing.com because I want people to get a, sort of a selection, see a selection of your farm, your individual flowers and, and your floral designs and maybe your weddings, because oh. you've really kind of got this, uh, integrated business that has different channels and, even just the way you described your your uh, one-third, one-third, one-third with wholesale florists and then direct, it's nice that you were able to balance that because it probably keeps your pipeline filled at different times and with different varieties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was a kind of a natural course of action,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Y-
1: You know, you it's hard to say no to people. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a bride and she just needs 10 white peonies and that's all in the world to make everything better. And you're like, (laughs) I'll do that for you. (laughs) You know, you definitely have those. (laughs) uh, You're so
0: cute because I can just picture it like somebody's life was completely saved because she got you on the phone.
1: (laughs) Yes, that happened. Her dream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, you know, then there's the other. You have to have the volumes moving through because we have volumes of stems coming in. To oh, the my cool gosh. And they've got to move through to be the best. They, you know, to be their peak, you know, you've got to keep them moving. Yeah. So there's yeah. a place for all of them.
0: Yeah. And really, if after the being in your eighth season, I feel like you've really got an efficient process. And you know, just what you were showing me downstairs, you know when it's the right... The perfect time to harvest and you and it changes by variety so you yeah. have to really have that product knowledge too
1: yeah it's yeah. cool very yeah. cool
0: well i love i love your farm i love your aesthetic and your story and too bad we couldn't get Michael on the on the recorder (laughs)
1: he's he's hiding as soon as he saw the recorder (laughs) well he's working he's working yeah yeah I I can hear the tractor running out there actually oh gosh I better let you go so you can go back (laughs) yeah and harvest get as much done here as he can so he can get back to the boat yeah oh my goodness well thank you so much for
0: letting me have you on the on the show Mm. It's, it's too much time waiting to do this I don't I guess I did when I was here last time I had just started the podcast and I didn't think about
1: it so um. it's okay we are always busy it's when you come rolling town, yeah. we're always doing I stuff. should have done it in Fairbanks <laughs> in January <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I think this is better because my juices are flowing with the farm so yeah I, I have a lot to say you do and it's it's really inspiring so thanks so much you're welcome thank you
0: Okay, this is our bonus conclusion because I forgot to ask Rochelle the question that I had been meaning to, which is, how do you get away from here and what do you do to recover from <laughs> peony season? <laughs> and you had a
1: good story. Oh, well, yeah, we, when this is all done, um, we still have silver salmon season left on the boat on the coast of Alaska. And that's our happy place, I was telling you, that we, I get to go back to the boat. And we fish for the next month to five weeks. Wow. And our sons run their own boats and our fishermen as well. And then we all get together and it's a family time where we hike and explore, you know, the wild coast of Alaska. And we fish and we cook big meals and we go to the beach and we just have so much fun. And it's what we both focus on and it's what pulls us through the hard, thick gnarly part of the summer <laughs> the is 16 that, hour days yeah, the 18 like hour days just wait till the you know and it's at the right about the first of september wow. is our goal wow. you know and then we all join together and that's, right
0: because peonies yeah. are done you've shipped every last one
1: or or you're we'll, over it or i'm over it exactly <laughs> yeah this year we'll have peonies much later and i'm either i'll have one of the crew stay and ship or i don't know yeah
0: i was thinking maybe someone could do that fulfillment for you so you can get out on the boat
1: do you have a name for your boat yeah we have we bought a new yes boat we have a new boat, and it's going to be probably our last boat mm-hmm. so um because it uh we decided that we wouldn't rename it. Mm. it had an old- old name, but I wasn't that thrilled with it um so we named our new boat, the marika Gale mm. and marika Gale is sweet gale it's mm. a herb herby, woody herb, right. you know, of the myrrh family that grows uh, yeah. here in Alaska. So Marika Gale is our new boat.
0: That's wonderful. Of course there's uh, got to be a...
1: a uh, foliage. A, a botany or a horticulture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> at
0: least you didn't call it her Sarah Bernhardt or, there, you know, yeah. Barnhardt or whatever. No peony names. I know. Leave I know. the peonies behind and get on the boat. Well, that's neat. And then at some point, will you... Well, you probably can't even contemplate ending peony farming or fishing in your life, you know, but with the next 15, 20 years, will you, you how might do have you to retire? Choose? Yeah. That's,
1: you know, as a commercial fishing family or you know, commercial fishermen, people say, well, you know, what, when are you going to retire? And you know, that's like you will never hold, retire. You know, retire from life. I mean, right. really, it's your life. Right. It's your living. It's it's your lifestyle. It's your what are all the words people use? Yeah, it's, it's how you breathe. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: your rhythm. So you're not going to Hawaii and living on the beach for the rest of your life because that isn't what you do. You fish and but you we do grow. travel. Yeah, so I don't want people to think that we're
1: all work di- and no play. <laughs> yeah, one dimensional. Here, yeah. no, we actually love to travel. We go a lot of really fabulous places. Yes, you do. And, um, yeah, and our kids are travelers as well. Yeah. Sometimes we meet, you know, in different places and have fun. We were in the Philippines with our, our sons joined us in the Philippines um, year before last. That was super fun. I think that, I think that your point
0: about not retiring is maybe that's a different world from yours, that there is a world of people who do work one job or a type of job or you know the you know something that they just do to support themselves for 20 30 40 years mm-hmm. and they want to they're they're looking at what happens after that as a relief but fishing is to hear you talk about it <laughs> your, fight, your face lights up and it's it's special to you and that's what you guys know and um, i think that's that's lovely and i want to be that kind of person too I don't think I'll ever retire from what I love, and I think yeah. that's what keeps us keeps life important and relevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the peonies, well, you love them too, but you know <laughs> you have to choose be. at some
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have to choose at some point, and they're they're pretty beautiful sitting out there all by themselves. They I'm, sure are. I think are. they'd be, I think they'd be fine. I think they will.
0: I think they through, will
1: too. Here and there. <laughs>
0: Thanks again for joining me today and getting in on the Peony Craze. The Slow Flowers Podcast has been downloaded more than 219,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you to each one of you for downloading, listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. If you value the content you receive each week, I invite you to show your thanks and support the Slow Flowers podcast with a donation. The button can be found on our homepage in the right column your contributions will help make it possible to transcribe future episodes of the podcast. Thank you to our family of sponsors, Arctic Alaska Peonies, a cooperative of 50 family farms in the heart of Alaska, providing high quality American grown peony flowers during the months of July and August. Visit them today at ArcticAlaskaPeonies.com. Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top-quality products and services to the local floral industry. Find them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Longfield Gardens provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Visit them at lfgardens.com. Syndicate Sales, an American manufacturer of vases and accessories for the professional florist. Look for the American flag icon to find Syndicate's USA-made products and join the Syndicate Stars loyalty program at syndicatesales.com johnny's selected seeds an employee-owned company that provides our industry the best flower herb and vegetable seeds supplied to farms large and small and even backyard cutting gardens like mine check them out at johnny's the association of specialty cut flower growers formed in 1988 ASCFG, was created to educate unite and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more American-grown flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging on to iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Branlon. Learn more about his work at KineticTreeFitness.com.